0: What, what are they going for there? Well, What, what is the goal there? The, the, the goal is to re- tell black people that we're victims, that uh, discrimination and racism remain major problems in America when in fact they don't, uh, and uh, they want black people to vote for the Democratic Party. THE DEMOCRATIC PARTY GETS uh, 95% OF THE BLACK VOTE, uh, AND THE REASON THEY GET IT IS BECAUSE BLACKS ARE CONVINCED THAT THE NUMBER ONE ISSUE FACING THE COUNTRY RIGHT NOW IS SOCIAL JUSTICE, RACIST WHITE COPS, uh, DISCRIMINATION, SYSTEMIC uh, RACISM, MICROAGGRESSION, WHATEVER NEW WORD THEY COME UP WITH, AND IT'S A BUNCH OF NONSENSE. THE NUMBER ONE PROBLEM DOMESTICALLY FACING THIS COUNTRY IS a BREAKDOWN OF THE FAMILY. AND uh, PRESIDENT OBAMA SAID IT. I DIDN'T. Uh, a, a, a BLACK KID, OR A KID, NOT JUST A BLACK KID, A KID RAISED WITHOUT A DAD IS FIVE TIMES MORE LIKELY TO BE POOR AND COMMIT crime. nine times more likely to drop out of school and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. So you're far more likely to end up in jail without having a dad than you are because of a white racist cop. You're on record as calling for the end to the minimum wage, saying, quote, the correct minimum wage ought to be zero. Right. How do you think California voters currently earning the minimum wage, which is $13 to $14 an hour, would react to that? Well, uh, given the... Um, indoctrination that people have about the minimum wage, they probably wouldn't react to it well. I would point out that there was an editorial in 1987 uh, in the New York Times, an editorial, not op-ed piece, and the headline is correct minimum wage 0.00. And they made all the economic 101 arguments. That is that when you arbitrarily uh, increase the cost of labor, uh, all sorts of bad consequences come from that. People's hours are cut back. Uh, A hiring decision is deferred. Uh, prices of prices of goods go up in order to, to uh, compensate for that forced increase in labor, which is usually the biggest cost in running any kind of business. Um, Milton Friedman, the Nobel laureate um, economist, uh, who was a friend of mine, uh, said that he believes that the minimum wage was, quote, the most anti-Negro law on the statute books, close quote, because at one time, believe it or not, a black teenager was more likely to be employed than a white teenager, more likely to be employed than a white adult more likely to be employed than a black adult because that teenager was able to sell his labor for less. When you come in with the minimum wage, you are uh, you are foreclosing the ability of people often with uh, with little education and little skills to get a job. I, don't, I never have quite understood why a third party like government, uh, why that government feels it's anybody's business, what my relationship is with an individual who willingly sold his labor uh, and my relationship with that person when I willingly bought that labor. Uh, why two people who are adults can't determine what the price of labor ought to be is beyond me, and why a third party feels it's his or her business to interfere with that is also beyond me.
1: Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Mr. James Masson, and I saw this kind of coming. I mean, he did have that failed attempt to be the governor of California during that emergency recall election, but... It was I mean it was a pretty pretty distinctive loss, but he also didn't do as bad as everyone thought he was going to. But presidential material absolutely not. But this will be a good way to get some, you know, more attention on him, raise his profile as a radio host, get more speaking gigs, charge more money for the speaking gigs. And overall, I, I actually really like Larry Elder. He has a lot of view I like that he's actually to the right. He's not one of these rhino or boomer cons staunch two-way as it's written as it should be and it stands against the nfa stands against the federal reserve stands against funding ukraine stands against the entire woke mob trans ideology transgressionism stands against transhumanism calls out musk on the chinese foreign affairs and all of that shit so there's it, a lot of things i really like about him there's only one thing i, I i'm kind of held up on and it's Nothing that he said explicitly, other than like when he, when, he's, when he's talking about religion in schools, he talks about how there's an, a need to teach Christianity as fact, and there's not, I'm I'm not inherently uh, against that, but if you're going to teach re- any if you're gonna teach one religion in school, you have to teach about all religions in schools, and you need to do it from a you know objective standpoint, and since that's impossible, especially in this day and age, I don't know if religion belongs in schools as much as kids belong taken out of schools. And he promotes homeschooling to his credit. But it's the Christian national elements that I, I'm not, I don't like. And I say this as a Lutheran. Um, feel free to roll your eyes and all that. But, we, you know, forcing it or passing laws that mandate Christianity in government buildings and schools and tax-funded areas... I'm not against having the literature in there and having God up on the walls and everywhere, but forcing uh, one religion specifically against the other is no different than pushing one political ideology than the other. Teach them all equally, or don't touch it at all if you can't equally prioritize them. That's just my opinion. Well, let's get into this article, shall we? Again, I really like Larry Elders. I I think in a better timeline where things aren't so dire... Uh, Larry Elders leading the GOP presidential candidacy on the right and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. leading the Democrat uh, primary from the left. That would be an interesting political year where those two came out to be the primaries and they're really the perfect counterbalance to each other. Share enough overlapping views and different enough on a lot of, like, economic and uh, foreign affairs issues that it would be a very interesting uh, debate between them. I still want to see those two debate. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, now this is one of the debates I'm looking forward to the most. So, Republican radio host Larry Elder launches 2024 White House bid. I found my glasses, by the way. Victor Narva, April 20th, 2023. Recently updated. Conservative radio talk show host Larry Elder announced Thursday that he is jumping into the 2024 Republican primary race, joining a growing field of candidates vying for the party's nomination. Quote, I am announcing I am running for the presidency of the United States, Larry Elder's told Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Quote, I feel I have a moral and a religious and a patriotic duty to back, uh, To give back to the country, that's been so good to my family and to me. That's why I'm doing it, he said. The 70-year-old political uh, commentator told Carlson that his campaign will focus on the issues related to the border security, crime, and the maligning of the police. Uh, Well, he went pretty hard on the Uvalde topic, too. Elders also noted that he intends to rebuke the disgraceful lie that the United States is systematically racist and bring attention to the lack of fathers in the home. Again, good shit. Good shit. He He's like Clarence Thomas, essentially, on the political compass. Good shit. Good shit. Quote, America is in decline, but this decline is not inevitable. We can enter a new American golden age, but... We much we, we must choose a leader who can bring us there. That's why I'm running for president. Elder wrote in a statement posted on Twitter after his announcement. Yeah, that's the thing though. This guy right here, in every poll, left, right, and center, he is decimating the field and destroying all the GOP opponents against him. So Trump is a Trump is really the only person you have to overcome if you're going to try and win 2024. the GOP side his campaign slogan appears to have we have a country to save which is similar to save america and restore america which are already two pre-existing 2024 campaign slogans i believe restore america is actually one of kanye's campaign slogans his campaign slogan appears to be uh we have a country to save elders was a democratic uh elder was a democrat uh wait elder was Democratic California Governor Gavin Newsom's top opponent during... There's some weird lack of grammar here. Uh, Gavin Newsom's top opponent during an unsuccessful unsuccessful 2021 effort in the state to recall the governor over his pandemic response. Elder is slated to speak at the Iowa Faith and Freedom Coalition this week, where he will be joined by other 2024 GOP presidential candidates, including former President Donald Trump, former... Uh, Arkansas Governor uh, Aza Hutchinson, and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who launched an expeditionary committee last week. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, dead in the water, by the way, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, who I really want to see Vivek return in 2028, have also launched a 2024 presidential campaign. I don't necessarily mind Vivek Ramaswamy as a running mate for Trump this time around either. I actually kind of like him a lot. Uh, Buck Truth. I like Elder and he'd get my vote if he wins the primary. We have to elect a Republican or America is done for good. My vote would be for Trump or Larry Elder. Both are good men who love this country. And that's from Chunky Monkey and Natasha V. I truly like Elder. I think Mr. Trump should win, finish what he started, make America great again. However... Mr. Elder holds the same views. I don't jump to conclusions about people quickly, and I've been a supporter, uh, and I've been a supporter more and more over time, of Mr. Elder. He could make a brilliant VP. Not, not going to screw that either. This is just me. Uh, this is just uh me. We, or I think you mean my we. Two cents. Nothing more. Okay. Cheers, Brit. All right. It's not a bad call either. So I'm kind of down. I think it could go pretty well, actually. Uh, Again, Larry Elders, let him fight. Let him cook. I want to see... Look, we're going to have a very interesting debate stage. We're going to have Kanye West, uh, Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Pompeo dropped out, Uh, Pence is backing out, possibly DeSantis. Like, we're going to have a very varied presidential GOP 2024 debate stage. And I cannot wait to see Larry Elders take it on. Because he's going to be one of the people that actually gives Trump a run for his money, and they agree on like 99% of things. But whereas Larry Elders is pro-life, 1,000% no negotiations whatsoever, Trump actually is kind of a moderate on the topic. He's a pro-choice type of guy. I swear to God, look it up. That being said... I, I think Larry Elders is probably the only genuine, Larry Elders, the Vikram Swami are the only two people on the right that could actually, maybe, as time goes on, give Trump a run for his money and steal votes from him. But that's just how the candidates we have so far, and who knows who's going to join in this. 2024 is shaping to be a wild fucking election. Just imagine the primaries, right? Kanye's running independent. So, Either way, Kanye might end up with a uh, a spot on the national debate stage because he'd win the primary for whatever party. It's Libertarian, I think he's running for. I don't know. Uh, some independent thing. Now, imagine Kanye says some crazy kind of racist shit and Joe Biden just, like, slips into it. He's like, oh, I can do that on TV, man, all right. The fucking blacks, man, the black and the Jews, bro. Ugh. Just Biden going all fucking ham on it. And just Kanye and Biden going racist fucking Trump just sits there like, holy shit, I just won. Meanwhile, you know, Biden and Kanye go just fucking trade the most racist shit back and forth. I'm actually down. And I love Kanye, so I'm always here for it. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been with James in and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. Oh, by the way, who do you want to see run for president? Let me know in the comments below.
2: Larry Elder has been in California media forever, telling the truth in a really smart and sometimes hilarious way. He just ran for governor of California in a recall election against Gavin Newsom. He came up short after the state's media united to call him a white supremacist. Still makes us laugh. It's pretty offensive, actually. But he's not deterred. He has a major announcement for us tonight. Our friend Larry Elder joins us now. Larry, thanks so much for coming on. And I'm sorry to laugh at that. I'm sure... It's hard for you to laugh at, but it's just, it's so insane. Um, so what are you up to next? Well, Tucker, you almost
0: have to laugh at it. It's so ridiculous. And actually, the, yeah. the actual quote was, Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, Tucker. And the subheadline was, you've been warned. By the way, one other LA Times columnist <laughs> referred to my views as white supremacist. Why? Because I'm pro-life, because I don't buy the notion that America is systemically racist, because I want secure borders, because I want us to be energy uh, in- independent instead of energy dependent. Uh, because yes. I know that our urban schools are a disaster. Uh, so for all those reasons, I was called the blackface of white supremacy and a white supremacist in terms of my views. My announcement, Tucker, is that I'm announcing that I'm running for the presidency of the United States on your program. And thank you wow. so much for giving me this honor and this platform. Of course. Uh, my website is elderforpresident.com, elderforpresident.com. And, Tucker, the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, my father was a World War II vet. He served in... on on the island of Guam, he was a Marine, first black Marines, they were called Monfort Point Marines. My older brother, my late older brother Kirk, was in the Navy during the Vietnam era, and my little brother Dennis actually served in Vietnam in the Army. I'm the only one who didn't serve, and I don't feel good about that. Uh, I feel I have a moral, a religious, and a patriotic duty to give back to a country that's been so good to my family and to me, and that is why I'm doing this, Tucker.
2: Well, that's amazing. Congratulations. It's a big decision to make. I'm very familiar with your views. I think I agree with all of them pretty much. But if you were to narrow it down, just pick one or two, the issues that are animating you, that are making you feel like you've got to put everything on hold and do this. What are they?
0: Well, aside from the obvious things about the borders I mentioned before, the crime, the, the yeah. uh, maligning of the police, there are a couple of things that I think our side does not spend enough time talking about. And that is the lie, the absolute disgraceful lie that the Democrats put on everything, which is that America is systemically racist. And it isn't just a lie, Tucker. It's having real consequences. The police are pulling back. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George yes. Floyd effect. And the people who are who are harmed by that are the very black and brown people that people on the left claim they care about. There's been a study that shows hundreds, if not thousands of people are now dead because the police are not engaging in proactive policing because they've been demoralized by people calling them racist. The second thing, Tucker, is The 10,000 pound elephant in the room, regarding all of this stuff we see uh, in Chicago and some of these other cities with these mass mobs, is the lack of fathers in the home. Right now, today in America, 40% of all kids enter the world without a father in the home married to the mother, 70% in the black community, 50% of Hispanics, 25% of whites. Now that's the same percentage as was the case of blacks back in 1965. The question we should be asking ourselves is, how do we go from having 25% of black kids entering the world in 1965 without a father in the home, married to the mother, to 70% today? And the answer is the welfare state. We've incentivized women to marry the government. We've incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. And if I do nothing else in this race but focus people on those two issues, I I would have performed a service to my country.
2: I know that my father had had the pivotal effect on my life. Was that true for you? Did your dad have an effect on the man you became? Absolutely. And my father never knew his biological father.
0: uh, So it's not a death sentence. But my father... Uh, believed in hard work. Uh, He ended up working, uh, when he got out of the military, two full-time jobs cleaning toilets, Tucker, started a little cafe when he was around 47 years old, ran it until his 80s. When my dad died, he owned the property where the restaurant was, a little piece of property next door to it, plus a house from South Central that we still have in our own family. So the man had died with a net worth of a little bit under a million dollars. Not too bad for a kid from Athens, Georgia, Jim Crow South, whose mom threw him out of the house at the age of 13. That's what you can do in America. My dad, by the way, was a lifelong Republican. He said this about Democrats. Democrats want to give you something for nothing. When you try to get something for nothing, you almost always end up getting nothing for something. And my mom was a lifelong, uh, if I said Democrat, I meant Republican. My mom was a lifelong Democrat. And Tucker, they would have arguments over the kitchen table, uh, but nobody called anybody a fascist. Nobody said you only care about the rich. Nobody said you only care about the poor. They were able to debate these things civilly, and we ought to be able to do that in this country.
2: Amen. That's, well, that's, an inspi- that's a really inspiring message. Larry Elder, congratulations on this decision. I'm glad you made the announcement here, and we'll see you again. Thanks. I appreciate it. Elderforpresident.com.